Mac. Hold up. Same, it's just a different level. Brought a dress, I'm dancing with the devil. On my shoulders, come away the never. Heat of the moment, I won't feel no pressure. My apologies for the air purifier in the background. I know it's a little loud, but hopefully you guys can still hear us throughout the video just fine. What's up guys? Welcome to another YouTube channel. I got my cousin here, Catherine. Hey, I'm Kat. Um, welcome. We are going to do like a podcast slash YouTube video. And basically it's going to be like just like a sit down, chit chat about how to break generational curses so we're going to be going into in depth about this um this is a serious topic uh i actually love the questions that are coming up and i really feel like they can be really great journal prompts too so even after this podcast you can definitely i don't know like take the questions <laughs> try to I don't know, apply them to your life, I guess, or answer the questions for yourself. Um, it's definitely something to think about, and especially if you're trying to heal, it's something to come face with, for sure. Come to face with, we're high as fuck, so, yeah. Should I not have yeah. said that? Um, fuck it. No, we were dead ass high as fuck this whole video. Um, we just finished the smoke session, so. And you see Kat hitting the pen, so. Yeah, don't mind that part. We're totally functional and able to be able to still talk about this topic. We were just very high. Okay, back to the topic. Disclaimer, y'all know I don't care about how I look with this bonnet on, so no, that's just how I did. Disclaimer for the weed part. Um, I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a medical patient. <laughs> Same. And uh, yeah. If, and anything else is 21 now. So, uh, yeah. We're, we're grown, so. Yeah. She's my cousin from my mom's side, just to, for reference, just for context. But yeah. We're going to be doing a podcast on breaking generational curses. Um, I don't really like to say curses because I feel like with curses, you're like, you're saying, let me, I feel like it's more natural for me to talk to you versus like raising the camera. So yeah. I feel like, but more like, I don't, I would like to say curses, but I feel like with curses, you might be like claiming curses, you know what I mean, on your family. I kind of just like say trauma, generational trauma. But I mean, mm -hmm. curses, but some families like do have, you know what I mean? But I don't know. Yeah, I guess cursed in a way where it's like, it gets, the negativity gets passed down to the next generation and it's looked upon as a curse because it's just a repeated behavior that's a negative behavior that's just never going to change. Yeah. And some people, they actually like, their families may be cursed in terms of like something may have happened and their great 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 grandparents have to repay their, their karma, you know, type thing. So it might be like that. It's also yeah. embedded in DNA too, though. Like, it's like you're, you're really bound because it's now physically a part of you that in itself too is like a curse it does get stored in your dna yeah which is why it's hard to break certain habits and stuff i remember in my african-american studies class like 
uh, my professor touched, touched briefly on it, but he was pretty much just saying, like, yeah, like, after so much trauma is inflicted on someone, it becomes a part of you. So, yeah, in terms of, like, I think of that in terms of, like, time and, like, we have ancestors, but we are the ancestors because we become ancestors to, yeah. you know, the questions, the questions, the questions, the questions. Oh yeah, um, very serious topic like I discussed and I would really advise that these be some of your journal prompts if you're into journaling. So, yeah. Yes. Um, do you journal? I do, but I, I'm a very inconsistent person. Like, not in every aspect, but it's definitely in, in an unhealthy behavior that I have where I can be inconsistent. So I'll start journaling for a week and it'll be so good. And then like, you know, maybe I'll get too busy and put it off to the side and like not really touch it for a while. So, and then I might get like stuck into that, like, I guess way of doing things. But yeah, I do journal. And when I do journal, I feel like it's very, it's really helpful. Like, yeah, it's, it's really helpful in, in a lot of ways. Just like seeing your your goals on paper, unlearning, you know, seeing if you write your habits down about yourself, like um, just, I guess, kind of like seeing who you are as a person too, depending on like what you talk about in your journal, whether you talk about shit you've gone through and how it's made you the person today it really just makes you come to face with stuff like that about yourself so it can be really helpful yeah um, you journal <clears throat> i'm actually about the like when i'm getting to know yourself the journal part um i do journal sometimes like it rivals the consistency part but i journal sometimes i'm not i figured i'm just i don't really like to journal because like my hand gets tired so maybe that's yeah. what it is so I, I guess I prefer to like speak, like, you know, do like a podcast or like you know, speak out more and like write it or like record myself more. So, do you want kids? Do you want niños and niñas? Do you want kids? Um, I want one child in the future. Not in the near future, but you know, I'm, I have definitely thought about having I'd rather just, I don't know, work on myself and when I have this one kid, just putting all that I know in like, mm -hmm. I feel like I'll be better at putting all that I know into one child versus like two other kids that I have to share that with. Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll change in the future where I might want more kids, but I mean like, I don't know, one is just one for me. Um, I do want kids. Um, I want kids of my own. Um, I two. Two is good. Yeah. I feel like two. Two, two. is two is nice. I think about that too um, because I'm like I don't want to have one kid and then it's lonely. But I don't know. I don't think I could do two like at all. So if you do want kids, what are some practices you'll definitely Wait, you'll do differently than from what you were taught. That's 
a good question. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, what was I taught? <laughs> I would say like I was taught some. There were some great things I was taught because you know, look, I'm not like a you know, I'm doing well for myself. So obviously there were some good things I was taught. But also in terms of something that would change, uh, I guess like just more open, an open more line of communication between me and my children for sure. That and just like talking talking more because i feel like personally i never like really got like the communication was there no it yeah. was it was it was like the go to school get takeout you go to your room and eat and you don't talk Bruh. and it was just like it that just, every it every night so much emotion and it was just like right yeah, yeah. so Same i here. Exactly with my kids for me it would be, I come from a family that's very emotionless. So, no fucking hugging, no none of that, like, touchy-feely shit. Like, yes. it's just not. Yes. It's like, you know, they're not yes. going to say they love you, yes. but yes, it's going to be some type of weird, like, yes. yeah, and not even just on um, our, our side of the family, but my mom's side of the family is the same way. So I had it times two, like, it was really enforced. Like, my mom wasn't that way, my dad wasn't that way, my grandma wasn't that way, my aunts weren't that way, so, yeah, it kind of fucking sucked, honestly. And as a kid, you really don't know how to, like, channel through those feelings, you kind of just, like, accept it and it might hurt you and then you're just like okay well that's how things are and then you just get over it so um yeah it really to me as a kid that i know that's definitely part of my trauma which would be just not having that like emotional touch there mm -hmm. so yeah that's definitely something i would do with my kids differently is just be that person where they could come to and talk to me openly and we say we love you we hug you like we do all the senses and feelings that show it so right yeah i didn't i didn't get to feel touchy at all um hugging all that out <laughs> honestly like that's uh, that that's why that's my physical that's my physical touch of like my love language the community that involves like spirituality and like self-awareness and self uh and self-help or whatever help uh, I feel like it's very broad now like and that gives me hope because I feel like there's a lot of people it's it's really vastly like expanding which is pretty good so that kind of gives me a little hope about humanity and maybe there'll be better humans in the future but um yeah I just think that's good I wanted to digress a little bit and just show that digress I digress isn't it digress? I digress. I digress. Right? Digress. I digress. It's I digress. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what's something you wish you heard when you were younger or something you you wish you saw and experienced when you were growing up? Hmm. Um, I guess I wish I saw more like 
not in a weird way, but I guess I saw more lovey dovey between my yeah. my parents. Better, better uh, use of love languages. Yeah, that, like a like a like a show of how like a healthy like relationship should look, like marriage should be. For me, because I grew up in a very like abusive household, I would say more respect what it looked like to have respect for another like human being. You know, because even though I saw that with my mom, because she was very like she was a really good person and she she did everything for everyone, I feel like when we would get home, it would get lost with my parents. I wish I got to see like what you were saying earlier, like the real way like a man was supposed to love a woman or just a, a couple, how they're supposed to actually love on each other, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. I feel like black marriage is like something that I want to instill in my, in my kids to like, like, you know, show them some type of seeing like good representation of black marriage. Even if it's not like between, you know, something that I can show them, but mm-hmm. like just in general, I like, show them what yeah. you know. Because it's stigmatized too. Yeah. Like a lot of people think like, you know, some people are surprised if they see that a black child has both their parents in their lives and they make good money and shit like that, you know? So it's definitely stigmatized. And to be that example where you're able to show the next generation what a real like what black love is supposed to look like and how it can break that stigma down that's what's going to change like everything you know yeah next question next question (laughs) next question what are some toxic traits or parenting styles within the black community that you don't want to teach to the next generation a uh, single parenthood in that way, like I guess I try to call co-parents the best, the way best, like way I can. I say that I say that because like unfortunately fathers and mothers too, but fathers are a lot of our fathers are being are incarcerated, so I wouldn't want to if I get pregnant and I can't, you know, I would want to co-parent or I wouldn't want to carry that I mean I guess you can't really like you know you can't stop if someone you don't know the future like if someone goes to jail but I wouldn't you know I just try to like stop that and just like, um men if I have a boy I'm not gonna teach him teaching him to respect women because I feel like black men and the disrespect is real hmm. black men and the disrespect is real. yeah so I'm teaching, yeah. I can attest to that. I'm teaching him to be in touch with his emotions too. Because that's important. I would say the, the, the judgment that we can have on each other. Um, I think. Uh, when it comes to like, I don't know, light skin, dark skin, um, alternative black girl versus, I don't know, like just stuff like that. I feel like a toxic trait the black community has one of them is just acceptance of like the entire black diaspora yeah <laughs> yeah okay how blackness um, can be in all different types of 
Yeah. And I remember like coming up in school being like, I'm not African-American. My family's from Belize and I'm an American kid. I'm an American individual. So I'm Belizean-American. But coming up and having like African-American friends, I just remember being so like different and them not accepting me because of how I talked or you know just stuff like that them not accepting like my culture like I remember like even like maybe I was like in preschool or something I remember like I didn't even know kind of like how to identify I was like, so does that mean I'm African-American if I, like, see a bunch of African-American people? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I, I think I'm kind of getting off topic here, but, like, in conclusion, just pretty much just acceptance of everyone black, period. Yeah. Like, there's no difference. There's no, at the end of the day, we all came from the same motherfucking continent, like, Let's just fucking accept everybody and just accept the beauty that this ethnicity holds behind it. That's what I would would say about that. That's a toxic trait that I've experienced and I wouldn't want any I wouldn't want my nieces to experience that because like I see them coming up and like they have that same like you know they don't I don't want to say speak like a black person because there's no such thing as that but you know you get me like they're speaking like the Disney Channel chicks you know just like yeah I guess I'll say that but you know I see them and I'm like I hope they go to school and they're accepted by their black peers you know and they're not picked on because I have to go through that shit and it wasn't it wasn't fun for me um, what are some positive traits slash parenting styles that you want to teach slash pass down? Um, I think we touched on it before. Just um, being more open, um, understanding, accepting, more affectionate, the instilling emotional intelligence. Yeah. Emotional maturity. Yeah. Respect. Respect. Being, I feel like respect is important. Being nice, like I feel like if you teach them to be nice to everyone, just I feel like a good, like a nice treat everyone how you want to treat them. That's like a nice. Yeah, that's that's that that's just the points back rule. to every right. That just points yeah, back to everything. Yeah, yeah. Treat everyone, treat everything, everyone. Yeah, if you want love, you gotta give it, right? So yeah, that's like the golden rule. This lady, this lady, and she was talking to her girlfriends about how black women tend to lack femininity and I thought this would be a great discussion with you because that has everything to do with trauma and pain passed down from slavery which makes the black female very um, not angry but just guarded right and it goes back to what I was telling you earlier about how that shit is literally embedded into your DNA because it affects everything. It affects your femininity, your feminine energy. It, it, it affects all of it. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to see, but when they say it's all energy, it's really all energy. Like, it really is. 
that I I I understand what you mean yeah. in terms of like the black women in the part. Yeah. Because like I feel like with that, it may be a reason because we we we're like a double negative for mm -hmm. black and we're women. Right. So we we've had to we're black, so we have to fend from white people. We also have to fend from black men, so we're we've had to fend from that, and so. We have to take on more of a master role. We have to all of that. Right. Yeah. In order to we have a lot of our black men, the mask like they're not there. You know? They're not there. Unfortunately, they they they, they kill them. <laughs> and it, it's like it's, I, not, it's not funny, it's not but it's funny. just like it's, somewhere or another whether whether they take them away in jail, whether they end up a hashtag whether some they drugs some type of way it's just like that affects our community and that sucks it's all from yeah. slavery like literally yeah <laughs> it is take a fucking african-american studies course that shit that i feel like changed my entire like <laughs> low-key understanding that was probably the start yeah, of some shit. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I was like, what? Like, it's, this shit is really a part of you, dude. And only you have the power to fucking undo it all. Like, literal fucking me. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, how has your parents' parenting style affected you? Good or bad? Or good and bad? Oof, bad. Parents. Fuck. My parent, my parents' parenting style has okay. The good ways, it's affected me, and it's instilled structure in me. <laughs> it's instilled structure in me, and discipline, and like that. I guess I can just say structure and discipline. Yeah. They've always instilled like following the norm, which is you know not what I want to do, but yeah, following the norm. So yeah. I feel like they, and in, in that, there are some good things in that. So I feel like they, they instilled that in me. But yeah, as far as not going to fucking jail and like being cool right. classes. And um, for me, it was, I'm not going to sit here and say it was all bad because there's definitely good, you can take good things from a toxic situation or a positive situation and you can take bad things from it. So um, but I will say my childhood overwhelming for me. I definitely think my dad has some type of mental disorder. I don't know if it's narcissistic disorder or whatever. But I, I grew up with a person that just wasn't he was not emotionally stable and very angry and that affected me a lot. It affected me to a point where it's like I couldn't even feel comfortable enough like in my own home. Like I was walking on eggshells and shit you know you know contemplating asking certain questions so that part of my upbringing definitely had some effects on me for sure like i think how it would anyone who lived in that type of environment but there were definitely good things i took from my parents form of parenting too which would pretty much just be i guess like mannerisms maybe the way I guess you conduct yourself or which can come in handy sometimes it's not it's not 
everything. It's not the world. But, and then also some structure, like how to live your life, how to be a giving person. Um, because it's like wishy-washy. At times, like, my family was giving. Like, they would give to, like, their their uh, friends and people they knew. But then behind closed doors, it was just, like, a whole other, like, story, like, nightmare where they're, like, yelling at each other and being, like, just toxic. Mm-hmm. So from seeing them and how they would interact with, like, their friends and other people, I definitely learned, like, how to be giving and um, giving back without expectation. I definitely learned that. Um, so, yeah, there were some good and bad things. But, yeah, um, that's what I got from mine. From my parents, their parenting style, I feel like my my dad was a very nonchalant, is the word, that he got often. And I feel like it's funny because a, 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 that passed down to me in a way, in some of the, in some of the ways that I like initially come off. Like a, that, that's like yeah. the feedback that I come that I get from like a lot of my friends. I remember like I remember Natalie and, used to get mad at you like when we were little, and I would too. I'd be like, why the fuck don't you be like calling me back? Like I'll be on the phone on my house phone, like trying to contact you, and you're not fucking saying shit or. You don't text me. Yeah. But, um, sorry to cut you yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm a very nonchalant person. And I get that from my dad because he's just, that's just how it is. And growing up with, like, having a dad like that is just like, and then having a dad like that, okay, you expect, like, you know, your dad not to be, like, so huggy huggy. And then you, like, you expect that from your mom. My mom was like, no, she wasn't really the huggy huggy type either. Like she tried to do that, but she couldn't. Like she 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 wanted to do that. How does she but communicate like, it to you? She. How does she communicate that to you? She. So instead of doing that, what would she do? Like okay, for example, I I I've never I've not not I don't want to say never, but like I've rarely heard the words "I love you." I love you, those three words, I've really heard those three words growing up. So, it's like, that's interesting. And like, so that affects the way that they show me love. My mom, she tried to be like, it was it was tough love. I feel like that's what it was. It was always like, a, like a, a backhanded compliment. Like, I love you, but you, what are you wearing? You know, like, it was always something. Like, it was just like, okay, so... Yeah, like that's what it was. Or it was always a, I love you, but you need to lose weight. Or I love you, but that doesn't look good on you right now. And I feel like it came from a place of good intention with, you know, her being like a tough love type of person. But ultimately, it was more detrimental to me than it was good to me, you know? It was... So do you feel like you getting your dad's nonchalant trait, is that, do you think that's something good or do you think that that's something that you want to break and work on? I think that I use it to my advantage because I feel like, I guess I'm more of an introverted person in that sense, but I'm nonchalant in the terms of like, I'm nonchalant when I first meet you because I want to like feel you out. Yeah. I want to observe you. 
I'm just not a super energetic person when I first meet you. I'm just not that way. I'm 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 I may I mean I'm not gonna be like super super hella dry too, but I'm just also not like. You know so I mean? are you an introvert or are you an uh, extrovert or are you an ambivert? Ambivert. Yeah. It's both. I feel like I'm an introvert because like even when I'm out in public. I have a social battery that like mm-hmm. runs low. Really? Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, that kind of counts as a as an introvert. Me being by myself is like my comfort zone. I, I I found that. So even though even though I have siblings, I feel like I was like raised by myself. Right. Like, In a way, raised. though, um, you kind of were. What My do mommy like, issues look like? I have a better idea of what daddy issues are because I have them. I wonder mommy. I think mommy issues are, for example, I'm my mom in some ways. I don't even know it, and I feel like that that could be it. I'm my mom in some ways. I don't even know it because I was so close to her, and yeah, I feel like that could be one way you could get mommy issues, or your mom instilled something in you so so hard and so now you look for that in another partner you know mm-hmm. you look for those traits in another partner or you look for your mom in another partner i feel like that's my issue so to my understanding daddy issues are I feel like that's this exact same with dads right yeah how do you plan to break generational trauma i'm teaching my kids that black is beautiful they need to hear that constantly, 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 especially in their own house, because when they get onto the world, they're not gonna hear that. They're gonna hear yeah. the exact opposite. So I would like to, your skin is beautiful, your, like, yeah, your pigment is great, you look great, and yeah. Affirmations. Yeah, affirmations um, are important. You did still that. Respect black men and women respect um, all types of people, respect uh, all the LGBTQ plus acceptance, acceptance of every, everybody. Now, I'm not teaching my kids Christian. I already, I know that. Because that's, that's, honestly, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. That really goes, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not that goes to Christianity. Yeah, organized religion is uh, whatever they want to. If they end up being Christians, though, that's cool. Yeah, but you, you, you don't have no control over that. Organized religion that will be a whole other topic for a whole other day, right? Because hmm. that rabbit hole goes down pretty deep. So, what are your love languages? They say your love language are love, love. They say your love languages are the things you didn't reach as a child. What do you mean by that though? You didn't reach as a child. You didn't receive, sorry. Oh, what did we call it earlier when we were talking about it? Service. Um, acts of service. Acts of service. I think there's five. Acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch. Shit, I want all of those. Facts. Like, facts. Facts. All facts. of those. The right person will fulfill all of those, but like, 
the ones that you like I need like to make me feel like really loved yeah for me physical touch and words of affirmation I would I do think that that does tie back into my childhood it does I do notice with those things and so I want them going forward what are you actively doing to break the generational trauma? What am I actively doing? How am I gonna break? How am I gonna do this? Cause shit, it's some shit we gotta do. <laughs> How am I gonna do this? So I'm like, and then like I kind of like take a deep breath and I'm like, just me thinking the way I do, I'm, I already broke the curse, and so that kind of just gives me peace. I'm like, so I just kind of give myself a pat on the back. I'm just like, I just wanna, yeah. yeah. It so, starts with your mindset. Yeah. Uh, and even if yeah. I don't have kids, I could I I could teach I can I can teach the next generation somehow, some way. I could like, you know, tell the next person and that might I could tell the next person that might spark a seed and then boom. Well for me, one of the ways I'm breaking it is with my nieces. So like we discussed earlier, like we come from families where no one fucking said I love you. Well, with me, with auntie, I make sure we say it to each other. Mm-hmm. So I've actually seen that curse broken because I went from my aunt's not saying, oh, love you, sweetie, or love you. Mm-hmm. I went from that to now with my nieces. We say we love you, you know, before we go to sleep, before they go to school, whatever. It's great. To know when you've like broken that curse, it's 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 a really good feeling. Like, and that's how you know. Like, it's just up from there. Like, you know, they're gonna do it to their kids. It's just gonna be yeah. I feel like it's it's more so the Afro, the African, the African and the Caribbean community. Like, why do you think they don't say I love you? Like, what is what do you think that is? Like, what is that tough love? Is that supposed to be like some type of like? I don't know. Oh, you just left my head. I'm too hot right now. I'm too fucking hot right now. Just going back to like what I said earlier, like it has everything to do with slavery and how <laughs> it does. That's that bitch. Like, always- that was a very traumatic so traumatic to to a fact where did you know that the reason why I I don't want to say slaves but I guess slaves and even just black people in general would beat their kids back in the day like during slavery and stuff was because they wanted to instill in them you know like if they went somewhere and did something bad like maybe uh, stole a piece of gum or something Mm -hmm. they wanted to still instill in them that during that time if you do any of that shit, I'm never gonna fucking see you again because the next time I see you, you're gonna be seen from a fucking tree. And that goes to show, even with the whole black mom thing, like, you know, when you get in the store, don't touch something, don't look at nothing, don't smell nothing, or else I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna beat you. And it's in the store in front of all these people. And it's just like a fear tactic in order to like instill civilization into our own black children in front of the white gaze you know so they discipline that way it's a very traumatic way of disciplining somebody but the reason why they did it is out of fear 
and I feel like now it's become a thing where it's no longer said, but it is applied in different ways. Not necessarily through whooping your ass, but through like tough love ways. Yeah. If that makes any sense. It's, it's, it's more so like I'm gonna show you the ways that you could be hurt in this household because I don't want you to go out there. Because out there, we know how bad it is out there. Yeah, and I don't want So I'm, to... let me prepare you. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, I think it's something It's something with that. Let it's, me prepare you. It's definitely that. And when yeah. I went over that in class, and I was just like, what? So you mean to tell me I'm getting my ass whooped because you're fucking scared that I'm going to fucking go out there and do something bad? So instead of just treating me like a little fucking kid and saying, Catherine, don't do that shit again, and maybe patting my, popping my butt, like, very softly, you don't get a host belt? And like tear into my skin. But the sad part <laughs> is <laughs> that was the sad, sad part is the shit works. That's yes. the sad part. That's the sad part. It does. But yeah, like yeah. It's a fucking rabbit hole, guys. If y'all have never taken an African American studies course, please take one. Like even if it's just at a community college, like I'm telling you, like learn a little bit. Once you know your history, then just all makes sense so what are some projections you have on what are some projections you have of the future generation Ooh, of this is random, but not teaching black men to be white men not teaching black men to be white men but yeah not you teaching on that? black men to be their oppressors i guess that's what I'm we have a thing with black men in our own community is because black men try to be white men they try to be their oppressors. Like they try to get their, they try to be, they try to get their money. They try to get their status. You know what I mean? They try to reach that status and they forget. They, I don't know. Like they, they just try to always like, like, you know, hustle culture and like, you know, like they just try to always get money, and they so they forget about the, like black things like I don't know like the family structure for example I guess they forget about family structure like I think it was something like how patriarchy is like a white man's theory and so black men try to do that and it's like (laughs) matriarchy is more so I guess like in African cultures, like that was more so the thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm, I feel like you're thinking somewhere though. I'm just, I'm just thinking about this TikTok video in my head. That's why I'm just like I'm kind of like think about what he was saying. But yeah. So yeah, basically, so pretty much, black men try to act white in ways. Well, which black men just try to be their oppressors. Okay, okay, time going back to slavery. Like, it's like a mental instillment to not accept your blackness, right? Okay, so let me be white. But they don't, they, but it's not, it's not explicit like that, but it's just like. No, I want to get this, like, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, patriarchy in, like, white culture, and, like, okay, like, going back to, like, medieval times, patriarchy. That was like they're like kings and queens. It was made so like the sons 
air or you know what I mean? Like that's like in their their culture, I guess or whatever. Not right. Their, okay. their culture, whatever. So yeah, it's like it's it's, it's I guess it's, it's that. It's, I'm not just trying to like go ham on black. No, I know, but I'm just we can talk about our issues in a minute, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what they do things to to keep them down still. I mean, not all black men are okay. like this, yeah. right? But the toxic black, the toxic black men that I'm talking about, you know, the ones that disrespect black black mm-hmm. women, call us bitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, then, you know, right? Hood niggas, pimp, right. you know, like even the disrespect, you know, like the like the stereotype of like a black man. That that stereotype is a caricature. How do you say that word? Caricature. Yes, caricature of white of like white people's issues. Ish. Issues, rules, their rules. I don't know. So they're Some being the oppressor. They're being the oppressor. Yeah. A black man is seeing, going on, is looking at TV, <laughs> and seeing, and seeing like white people's marriage and like them like, Why was this so and then like, obvious? and then like, like, a, like abuse in the like, you know, like a domestic abuse in white people's households, right? Yeah. And so, black men being the the protector and provider of our black family household they're seeing that in the white race right because they're told their skin color isn't right and they're what, told that there's perfect so they're, they're like well then exactly they're, they're told perfect, that they're perfect they must be doing the so right, right so let me look and see okay. what the white man is doing in his family yeah oh he's beating his wife okay let me do that to me. yeah you know what i mean yeah. it, it all goes back to slavery <laughs> and how like right you know you see and how we're just told that we're not good enough. And so yeah. we have to see. It's the same way with us. We're told that our black skin, our black hair, our black nails isn't beautiful. And guess what we have to do? Get fake nails, get fake hair, get all this stuff to make. Well, that's not, you know, that's not all the time now. Because, you know, we realize what, you know. Right. 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 But, like, that's what. But that's you know what how. I mean? Because we That's have to, we, we were we were taught to hate our own skin, and yeah. so we have to try to conform, conform, and to corporate America exactly and hairstyles exactly and just stuff like that. Right. I don't know why the fuck it took me <laughs> so long. <laughs> there are some projections you have of the future generation of adults. Um. This I think. Okay, I think this generation got some issues. We going a little, especially especially in terms of the love and relationship part. I feel like we have like there's like a single culture, not 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 in a bad way. Like it's good to be single, but it's just it's it's more so as a result of like toxicity. That's that's we have to be single because it's just you know what I mean. Like okay, toxic it's culture is a thing. I feel like toxic culture is a thing in this community, in this this generation. Right. Yeah. So there's that. I also think we're we're doing good. I I don't have any like oh we're doomed. You know what I mean? Like I feel like we're we're gonna teach our kids good things, and we're gonna. It's only getting better, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I was saying earlier, like everyone like 
being in touch with like their spirituality and this entire, I guess, movement or whatever that's been going on or mass awareness. I don't know. I think because of that too, a lot of people are going to be more mindful of this type of stuff. They might be a little fast to the point where we're very sexually active at a younger age. Would you agree? Yeah. Especially the younger kids. And that I worry about. Because I remember me, like, the first time I ever discovered, like, pornography was, I think I was in the sixth grade. I was going to sixth grade. And that's young. And now kids are discovering that shit at the ages of seven on their, like, tablets or parents' cell phones. What, 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 what grade is that? Seven. Seven is like, what, second grade? Mm. We're living in a day and age now where the spiritual people coming up and who are self-aware and who want to fix these generational problems, they're at war with this thing we call technology. And it's going to be either up to you to be the one to tell your niece or tell your son or your daughter the real world about the world before this gets to you. How, how that ties back into like I guess generational trauma and stuff like for me what's kind of sad about that is like I was I guess I was like I, I was born in 2000 so I was born in the generation where the, the internet was popping you know like it just started it popping. was just starting so I, I was born in the generation where we had Instagram in middle school and we had that stuff so imagine now they have they a toddler can create an Instagram account you know what I mean it's just like so yeah we're just gonna get to that very soon it's just That's like and, and i say that to say like it's sad too because i like with my parents when you combine that with you not there's no communication combine that with there's no communication in the household and so you go you go to your room and you're stuck in your, your room with your phone guess who's teaching me about sex guess who's teaching me about love guess who's teaching me about and like money like you know like the important by technology the phone the screen and so that needs to be changed because like you said the phone is going to get to them first yeah so you know what i mean it pays to be just aware about these things that can hurt the future because that's really what it's about now like right. honestly you start by healing yourself you can start by healing yourself yeah shadow work is a thing do it whether you're spiritual or not, do it because that shadow work will help you conquer some things that you don't know that you were dealing with. And yeah, I feel like childhood speaks a lot. Like, it's just kind of like the, the term, like, the term history repeats itself came from something deeper than that. Just that. You know what I mean? Like, the term of like knowing yourself is important, I feel like. You yeah, know, like don't like. Yeah, it's important to know yourself so that way you don't repeat history, yourself, or that way you do repeat. Know history. your morals. You know what I mean? Be in tune with like what you believe in as a person. All of that good stuff. Be a better well, person and influence the next generation in yes. a positive shine your light. way. Shine your light. Yes. Be grateful every day. Hi guys! If you guys liked this video, like it. 
and subscribe to see more. Um, I'm coming through with you know all of the all the good stuff, all of the good stuff, all of the good chit chats, vegan recipes, you know, random vlogs, all that good stuff. So yeah, and leave your thoughts too. Like yes. I'm honestly very curious Comment about down below what other Black women and men are what they've experienced in their childhood trauma yeah. and. What are some like comment down below? What are what what's a way that you are plan on changing? Yeah, the course for the next generation. Yeah, or like how you plan to break your generational curse slash trauma. You know. So yeah. All right, y'all. Ciao.